Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello. 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 And welcome to a What Culture Oscars podcast. I can't believe that actually, that actually yeah. worked. Well done, boys. My name's Adam Cleary. I'm joined by Simon Gallagher to my right, Hi. probably your left, and James Hunt Hello. on the other side. It was the Oscars last night. Did you idiots stay up and watch it? Some of it. Some of it, James? Yeah, some of it. I got well, that's good because we're going to talk about all of it, which yes. is even, even more exciting. Now, this Oscars was... Not one of the more exciting or anticipated ones in recent years. I think everything looked fairly middling, I guess. It wasn't really one of the most hyped ceremonies I've seen for a long time. But nonetheless, there's still lots to talk about. That's no reason for us not to get 30 minutes of content out of it, you wish. <laughs> um, we'll just go through the awards. We'll talk yeah. about the winners, the losers, and all the little <clears throat> talking points around it. And I was quite surprised, James, to see that Best Supporting Actress opened. Which, given that like the majority of the first awards are quite oh, oh those... Mm-hmm. So they, do they just open with that just to get the blood flowing, do they? I think so, yeah. It's like, I think um, Supporting Actor opened a couple of years ago, so it's just kind of... It's a let's fluffer. Get, let's get like, a good one in there, you know, getting the stick around, because you open with hair and makeup, people are going to turn off, aren't they? They'll no. just go for a couple of days. Aye. Well, I mean, you should be sitting down with a cup of tea when the show starts. That's well. just good practice. Anyway, the nominations for Best Supporting <coughs> Actress came from films, which obviously got a lot of nominations. There wasn't really anything in there that was out of left field. We had both Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz from The Favourite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Amy Adams from Vice, Regina King, who was the eventual winner from If Beale Street Could Talk, and Marina de Tavira, is that right? Mm-hmm. From Roma. Um, this one, this, how do you feel about this one? Um, yeah, I think I think Rachel Weisz was maybe slightly more deserving. She was my pick. Um, she was, she was my King pick was too. Regina King was favourite for a lot of people though. Also, I, mean, I expected Regina King to win, yeah. but... I thought Weiss maybe had the edge, but King's brilliant too. She's yeah. a really powerful performance. I haven't seen If Beale Street <coughs> Could Talk. Is it the kind of film that's based around its performances, or is it more of a... Because, I mean, it, didn't, it doesn't really come up too many other times over the course of this. It doesn't. I think it was unfairly overlooked, really, because it's a feat of great direction, cinematography, the score's beautiful, and the screenplay's great. I think there's a lot going on for it, but the performances do help elevate that. Simon, you said you had loads of jokes for this. Anything so oh, far? Oh, I haven't got any about that one. No, okay, right, we'll move on. Best makeup and hair. Only three nominations for this one. Um, basic. Now, I think Vice has won this because of <laughs> Christian Bale. Yeah, 100%. But it's not hair and makeup that he's done. The hair it's and the no, makeup. he's done it to himself. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, the, the category isn't, mm. like, best body transformation. Yeah. It's. I mean, I think Mary Queen of Scots had the best hair and makeup by yeah. a mile. It looked absolutely wild in the hair and makeup yeah. department. But yet, how has Christian Bale won this for just putting the beef on? I think they use like prosthetics and stuff for some of them to make people look like that classmate is makeup. People. Does it? Like, it yeah. isn't they just the cast. They just cast Sam Rockwell, who looks like George <laughs> yeah. Bush. There's no hair or makeup there. How is this? This is an outrage for me. This one. It isn't anything like Darkest Hour, where Gary Oldman. Yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. like Gary Oldman. I mean, 
he didn't look anything like Christian Bale, but it was just because he transformed himself and he is a chameleon. Whereas, you know, it's not like Gary Oldman went to special jowl classes just to, like, <laughs> add to the Winston Churchill look. Christian Bale genuinely turned his body into that. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it's deserving of... I think they just need to rename that that award slightly to, like, yeah. best... Christian Bale. <laughs> best look or something, just something yeah. really broad. Uh, best documentary... Anybody got any major thoughts on this? The winner was Free, Free Solo. Solo is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of the um, National Geographic documentaries that brought out a couple last year, and mm-hmm. it's like it's properly good. Properly good. What's, yes. what's it about? It's um, about a, a free climber, um, his attempt to climb a really big hill, basically, ooh. and it's so hills. Well, it's a cliff. Like a cliff. I was going to say a, you walk up like a, a cliff face. Um, El Capitan in yes. Yellowstone. Yeah. I've, I've heard that I think. one. I've heard of um, that. Yeah, it's, that. it's honestly it's so good. Anything that does extreme sports and documentaries seems to be really good. Dogtown and Z Boys, shout. Just yes, it's a very good film. And um, The Crash Reel, which is even better than that. Any thoughts on any of the other nominations for that category? Because they, they weren't exactly widely released movies. No. No, I think um, it's more about what was snubbed there. It's like, won't you be my neighbour not getting a nomination? Yeah, um, which was an odd one. And they will never grow old or shall never grow old, whatever the Peter Jackson one was. Um, the one that was on the BBC? Yeah. The that is, that, that is, is, yeah. It's like, it's a feat of like, colorization and restoration mm-hmm. of footage. But the documentary itself is not Ooh. the most compelling thing in the world. I don't know, world. I watched I've that. it twice now. I watched that on a flight and I was, I was in bits by the time we landed. <laughs> I think it's, imp- it's an important film and I think it's very emotive. But I just, Why do you think it's been overlooked then? Probably because of the reasons why I... Just said out loud, with your man, yeah. James. Um, yeah, I guess it just didn't get much much hype beyond maybe we like saw it because in, in the UK it was maybe a bigger deal over here. But anyway, if there was a technical award for like that sort best of best colorization, it would it would have won. But the technicals don't look at that much detail anymore. Okay, well we'll move swiftly on best costume design now. James, <clears> there's a chance for you to talk about Mary Poppins Returns, your favorite film yep. of all time. Sadly, it <laughs> did not win. <laughs> Uh, again, Mary Queen of Scots overlooked the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which no matter how many times you keep telling me, I still haven't got around to seeing. I'm very sorry about that. The favourite, which I thought costume-wise was yeah. quite excellent, but the winner was Black Panther, even though the costume in that wasn't real. But that's why it won, isn't it? Because all the other ones have like reference points. Uh-huh. They're all historical. You can look at them. I mean, they're all great. The favourite in particular. Black is Panther has a lot of reference points. Well, it has it has comics, yeah, yeah but not like real life ones. Basically, interesting. Oh. And I think, I think the costumes are the best. When I was going through all the winners this mm-hmm. morning, the one that jumped out at me as perhaps being the most surprising was Black Panther beating the favourite Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots, and Ballad of Buster Scruggs for costumes. Because they had to give Black Panther something. Because it was such a big deal. They couldn't give it the popular film one that they were going the to. It doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it did win other awards, um, though, Black it did. Panther. It yeah, but it's production three, design, which is, if you, if you win costume design, you win production design most of the time. Or you should, anyway. I think it deserved costume design. I think the way um, she kind of took the superhero designs off the page and then blended those with these like traditional African looks, mm. um, I think that was like, it really stood out last year. There was nothing else like it for many a year, really. It's, yeah. um, it's very unique and it like, really fit with the themes of the film, too. Again, Rachel Vice for me. Uh, all all ending. Okay. But that's, that's, <laughs> Everyone that's, says. She just wins that's everything. Just yeah. Is that not start a bit of a precedent, though? Because the costumes in. You can do a lot more with a CGI costume than you can with a real costume. It's, it's all limitless possibilities. Yeah, but, but it's not just a CGI costume. Like, that's Black Panther's costume. Mm-hmm. Not every costume in... Like, you know, if you look at Wakanda, it's filled with all these different colours and textures. Mm-hmm. Um, the supporting characters have better costumes yeah. than Black Panther does. Like, 
M'Baku looks brilliant, mm. and he's basically not wearing that much. Maybe that's why. Oy, mm. oy. Yeah. But like Black Panther's mom, and, and all the t- all the tribe. That scene where they do the the like fight mm-hmm. um, ritual. All of the characters who are standing around the rocks, yeah. every single one of them has a different costume, and you don't even see them that much, and it's unreal, some mm. of the stuff. That, that, um, that elder guy who's got like the green suit and the lip disc thing. Yes. Mm. That's like... Yeah. I'm There's much it. more breadth in that in those costumes. <clears throat> this is not the one we should be talking the most no. about. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just going to skip us on now to what <laughs> might be the most fun part of this entire podcast. Best film editing. Yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. Which is an absolute disgrace. A film that has become notable for the low quality of its editing, yeah. is now the Oscar winner for best film editing. Now, what didn't Vice, Black Klansman, The Favourite, and Green Book do that Bohemian Rhapsody did? I it's think... A, I know I would. Go on, then. <laughs> it's the cockerel, isn't it? If <laughs> you they came you out, love it so much. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it until I'm with this. If they <sighs> came out and said, right, all those other films are great, but none of them had a transition shot where cockerel says Galileo, and <laughs> this one did. So I mean, therefore it wins. I can't dispute that, James. Um, I think this and Vice, I think, were the two front winners. And for me, that reason is best editing often, I think I was saying this to you this morning, isn't often best editing, it's most editing. And this has a lot of... It does have a lot of editing. A lot of editing, a lot of very flashy editing that people will notice and go, oh, well, that's got some editing. Let's tick that box. I think it, has that, it has that shot at the start of the live aid sequence where the camera swoops through the piano for no reason whatsoever, and it's that kind of thing. It's really showy. Mm-hmm. That's... Um, that's probably why it's one. I've seen two... People have posted two small clips from the film on Twitter yeah. this morning just to kind of make a point about this. And I think those two clips equate to about just under four minutes of total footage of the film. And there must be... I didn't count, but I think it must be something like eight and a half billion cuts. Mm. Yeah. Only about four of which are necessary. But the sheer volume of them and the way it sort of jars you about the scenes, I don't really... So There's a bit with... Um, Aidan Gillen. Where yeah. Where Aidan Gillen. It's yeah, all, and it, it completely disconnected. He's yeah. got the chair, then he hasn't got the chair, then he sits down and he's sort of... Then he's sitting down again and it's just... I mean, it's I know a, you said <clears throat> that they go for, like, the technical aspect of it, to, like, they're showing off how much editing they can do, but does it not come a point where it has to be good? <laughs> You'd think, but... Apparently no, that's not. just the academy, yeah. is it? I think... It is literally legwork in that scene. That's why they've done it. It's like they've, they've looked at it and counted how many times the editor's pressed the space bar. Yeah. Gone. Well, he was. <laughs> I wonder if they've kind of given it to the editor as well, because generally when someone edits a film, they work with the director to do that. And go. the editor of Bohemian Rhapsody Is didn't really have that chance. Yeah. So maybe they've gone, oh, well, he did this, well, this by himself. Is that because there was no director for Bohemian Rhapsody? No, it might, it might be a snide <laughs> well, way of saying, <laughs> it might be a snide way of saying Dexter Fletcher deserves more credit than, on this than Brian Singer, because Dexter Fletcher was in the edit. Hmm. And Brian Singer wasn't. Interesting. And so they're like, huh? <laughs> There's a theory for you. There you go. Very good. Uh, moving swiftly on to best production design, which, as you yeah. say, if you win best costume, you deserve best production design. And, and thus, it still did deserve <clears throat> it because the the landscapes in Black Panther are unbelievable. Now, the only the only thing that's been nominated in this category, which wasn't nominated for costume design, mm. was First Man. The moon's the moon. And the moon's the moon. <laughs> yeah, you don't really design the moon, do you? No, but a lot of like NASA sets and stuff, but. Um, I think Roma should have won this one. Why? Uh, because if you look at it, they basically went back and recreated Mexico City of 1970s to like painstaking detail. Mm-hmm. Um, they pack so much into every single set. Like the depth is incredible. Um, so to get that realism, that authenticity built from scratch is, for me, I should be doing it. Too subtle though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's not showy. But no, it's, it's not nothing showy about it at all. But it's incredible. Production, <laughs> production design always 
something to show he always wins. Do you think it deserved it over Black Panther? <sighs> I think... No, I don't. Okay. Well, there we go. I think, no. Ro- I think Roma looks brilliant, and I think what they've achieved in, in that respect is really good, but I think Wakanda is, like, forever... <laughs> We've got so many more bloody Oscars to uh, do. You know. Promised us jokes as I know, well. Where, where are these so jokes? Best cinematography. Best cinematography. Roma did win this yes. one. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that a Star is Born would win this one. Really? Yes, it did. Why? I, I'm mm. an idiot for a start, <laughs> but I actually thought it would. Why? What? What did Roma do that none of these other films managed? It looks really pretty. Well, so um, does, so does no, all of them. I, th- I think it's obviously the black and white helps, but I think um, Kurvan, you know, he has those long tracking shots that he uses so well mm-hmm. um, so I think that really helped seal the deal here it's the only one of those films that you watch and think the cinematographer has a mm-hmm. big role in this film yeah for me anyway oh I think you could say that about the favourite very born, easily the shot choices are more a director's thing for me I mean I, I agree that the the shots are not good too A Star Wars Born has two shots he has like yeah. the big close-ups and then the mid shot that's yeah. it <laughs> but yeah, it's but the choices they're of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga yeah but I thought the favourite looked like stylistically probably the strongest film I've seen. That great, particular yeah. bit, the, the dance hall bit where the camera's sort of going mm-hmm. in and out with them, as they're that, I thought that was absolutely excellent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have begrudged the favourite away too much, but um, I think Roma had the more, had the best. Um, well, good job it won then. Yes. That's something did. Best sound editing, Bohemian Rhapsody. Did that win because it's got lots of Queen songs in it? I think so. <laughs> yeah, which is a cheat, really, because they didn't. Yeah, they didn't sing. So. And they also didn't record that. Very true. But they're in the film. And they also didn't change anything about the original yeah, they, recordings. They cut loads of bits. I think they've won because they match up Freddie Mercury's mm-hmm. voice to Rami Malek's face. Yeah. Which is quite some, impressive. Some good lip syncing. I was going to say, he's won for lip syncing there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, would it have not just been hilarious if A Quiet Place had won? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't well, it? Well, it's probably not obvious enough what it's doing with its sound. So it's sound editing is like, you know, it's a big part of what the film does because you're creating that silence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really impressive, but if you're an Oscar voter who maybe hasn't put as much research in or something to these awards, because sound categories, you know, people just generally take the big films for those. So A Quiet Place isn't as obvious in that regard. Did I see that it was favourite very briefly going into this, A Quiet Place? Or did I completely, if I'd made that up? It was definitely up there. Um, I think that First Man, Bohemian Rhapsody. First Man ones. was the one that I thought um, was I thought First Man. Why? Because I think it does more <coughs> sound editing, to be honest. <laughs> like, I, don't, I just don't fundamentally don't think that Bohemian Rhapsody deserves it because it, it, there's no like sound creation. Like A Quiet Place, even Black Panther uses like sounds that are like uh, manufactured for it, mm-hmm. which to me is much better than taking original recordings and. Yeah, sort of splicing them together. I just don't think. So we're, we're agreed then. Yeah, the sound in Bohemian Rhapsody not very good. Travis, you got an Oscar. Anyway, moving on. Best sound mixing. The winner, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yes. um, um, I don't know the difference between those two. You I, do, man. Why? I yeah, I I don't. I don't actually understand the difference between sound editing, and sound mixing, because A Star Is Born is in this category, but not in sound mm-hmm. editing. When so, if, in in I mean to be fair, Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star uh-huh. Is Born are very similar stories. They're about yeah. musicians making music and that forms part of the narrative. So how can you be nominated for one, not the other? Um, so sound editing is basically like, the, it's like each sound element. I think it used to be called sound element editing. Um, so mm. it's like every bit of sound that you hear, it's the creation of that. And then mixing is bringing them all together, changing the levels, so it dictates what you as a cinema go hear. Um, why A Star Is Born 
is in one, not the other, and Bohemian Rhapsody is in two. And one, I, two. I don't know. A Star is Born should um, be in the other one. Yeah, totally. Because much more than a the singing, the singing in that's great. Yeah. Um, First Man should have won both. It's yeah. one of the best sounding films I've ever seen or heard. Um, when yeah. you say it's one of the best sounding films, yeah, talk me through that. It's just it's the way they do the space stuff. It's just so terrifying, and the way they combine the the sounds of the rockets and with the score, it's just where did you incredible. where did you see it out of interest? Um, just in a regular cinema. It wasn't IMAX, but mm. I wish I'd seen it in IMAX. I saw it in uh, Wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, view extreme. Much as they opened up Wakanda to the world, they've now got like more chain places. So there is like a cinema world <laughs> in Wakanda. Probably. Just well, a thought. They have got a Starbucks, haven't they? Uh, no, she yes. wanted a Starbucks. Maybe a Starbucks. That's, okay. that's the oh, line. Right, right, right. Come on, gets, guys. guys come on. The Marvel hype chain is going to start back up in a couple of weeks. We need to be honest <laughs> with this. Uh, moving away from Bohemian Rhapsody and indeed its baffling uh, victories in the sound department. <clears throat> best foreign language film went to Roma. And yeah. I think a few of us were expecting Roma to maybe pick up Best Picture. So it's not really a surprise <laughs> to see it it's a win this one. Yeah. Now, not to make us look like Doyle's here, but has any of us seen any of the other four nominations? Um, I've seen Cold War. Any, is... any good? Yeah. A, a... It's very technically good. It looks beautiful, which is why it was in cinematography. Mm. It did leave me a little bit cold, funnily Whee. enough. Um, yeah, where, where are your jokes, Simon? Yeah, where are your jokes? <laughs> I wrote that joke. I've got loads of jokes for a day. Um, Shoplifters is meant to be it's great as well. It's got 100% on Rotten um, What? But I think when you're nominated for Best Picture, do we, you're going to get... Do we know what Shoplifters is about? And don't just say people... I do. It's, um, it's about a, a family who turned to crime because they're on the poverty line, basically, and they adopt a young girl. And it's about them trying to get by, but then the dad goes to prison. It's it's a little like it's a little bit like Roma in that it's a, a small family-focused mm-hmm. um, drama. But it's in Japan as opposed to Mexico. Capernaum? Capernaum? How are we saying that one? Capernaum. You're the host, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd think so, wouldn't you? Never look away. Anyone see that one? No. No. But, Ro- I mean, it doesn't really matter. Roma was by yeah. far and away the most deserving in that category. The fact that that was in there and Best Picture suggested that it was never going to win Best Picture, when you think about it. Because it wouldn't have won both of those. Why? Because that would be really weird. If it's, if it's the best... It's like Toy Story 3 was in Best Film, but not Best Animated Film that time. That Yeah, that is odd, that. What? Is that true? Toy yeah. Story 3 wasn't nominated for Best Animated Film, but was nominated was. for Best I'm Film. I'm almost certain it wasn't. Into the Spider-Verse should have been in Best Film as well. I actually agreed with that. Uh, do I? I will wait like it. Wait like it, then I've got them all in front of me. Um, best Supporting Actor. Now we're into the big ones. Yes. Best Supporting Actor. Now, be honest with me. Did mm-hmm. anybody think Richard E. Grant was going to win? I really, really hoped so. Yeah. Yes, that's not what I asked, though. Um, Everybody yeah. hoped so. Did you think he would? Mahashala Ali was the favourite. In the last few days, there was rumblings, like, you know, like when you get the secret Oscar ballots come mm. out and stuff, and there was a lot of support for... Richard E. Grant. Oh. Still not enough that was going to suggest he'd beat Ali, but there was like a slight chance. In another year, could Sam Rockwell have won this simply because he is George Bush? <laughs> I think his is a bit obvious, his performance. That's yeah. what I mean, but like it's yeah. the, when I watched it, I thought that's the kind of best supporting actor performance that wins purely because it's very memorable, not yeah. because it's necessarily mm. very good. I, some, I had, if you'd asked me to do a like a sweep. If we'd done a sweep, if we'd bothered our artists to do a sweep, I would have probably gone with him just because he's yeah. an outlying chance someone else would have picked. But Ali's isn't a best supporting actor performance. He's, he's it's colleague. Absolute it's absolute horse manure. 
He's he's a best actor. But it's, it's not Oscar politics, isn't it? Yeah, it is, which is ridiculous. Well, let's get into it then. So he, it's basically shared double billing, mm-hmm. which is what it should have been. Right. But it isn't. So why is he in Best Supporting Actor? So he can win an Oscar. <clears throat> Interesting. But, it is. I mean, if you look at the two performances in that film, Ali is more supporting than Viggo Mortensen in that it focuses more on Tony Lip. Um, yeah, I mean, but it's still, it's a two-man show, effectively. Are they? They're and not it's like... Un, it's unfair that it does it. Where is the, where's the dividing line for you between... Like a performance and supporting performance. Like, is it pure? Is it screen time? Is it the way the narrative goes with it? Like, what's the? For me, it's narrative. Like, it's, to me, it's both. I think. Uh, so for you, somebody could be a supporting actor even if they've got more screen time than the lead. It's difficult, but maybe it is both. Yeah. It it has to be both to me. I mean, that's that. I, I've got no no. <laughs> no, not impacting that one. I think like, you look at the favorite. Effectively, that's. Three, three, three yeah, performances. Yeah. But so, the narrative says, tells you that Olivia Colman's yeah. the lead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see how we get with that. But do we, I mean, does, would you have given this to anybody else on that shortlist? Sam Neill is um, really, really, really good, but he's in the film for precisely about three and a half minutes. Who's Sam Neill? Uh, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott. <laughs> the Star is Born. Sam yes. Neill, who's in Jurassic Park. Oh. I mean, Jurassic Park is a really good film. <laughs> is Dr. Grant a support, is he a lead performance or a supporting performance? Um, in Jurassic Park. Grant. Oh, oh, right. That's the lead okay. performance. Well, yeah. It depends. If you watch them from the dinosaur's perspective. I was going to say, it's a story about dinosaurs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, but anyway, Richard E. Grant, I thought, should have won. Should have won. Yes. Not just wanted to, should have won. Yeah, I think he should have. Why? I thought he did more. He had this very like, nuanced performance where he balanced the line between comedy and tragedy, which I thought was more affecting. The, the, little, the, little, the little mask tattoos everybody I've ever known who's acted has gotten on the hip somewhere. When you look at performances like this, <clears throat> you have to look at the rest of their career for a difference, for context. Interesting. So, if you watch, this is to me anyway, the Academy doesn't take this into account, <laughs> Just, yeah, just subtext. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. if you look at Richard E. Grant's career, about, eight, I'm about yeah. 80% of it is not very good, let's be honest. He doesn't make great choices, and he's not always that great in things. He was in Spice World, and he was the best <laughs> thing in Spice World, but it is an absolutely atrocious film. But then... To watch this performance and think this is the same guy that was in Spice World. Oh, the, this is his like, joke. <laughs> this is his no, joke. Not, Spice World wasn't very good. Ah, I got you now. Joke. That's just facts. Uh, well, happy enough for him getting with, uh, with Ali taking up the Oscar. Yeah. No, I'm not at all because <coughs> no? it doesn't. It's not because you think he should have got Best Actor. I think he should have been, been nominated in that nomination. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what. I never tend to see certainly in the male categories people being more than one, multiple nominations for the same Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor thing, whereas Best Supporting Actress did have both Emma yeah. Stone and Rachel mm. Weisz. Why is that? Oscar politics? I think it depends on what there's films probably, come out. Yeah, yeah. there's probably mm. a case for more than just Rockwell and Vice, to be honest. If, the, if it was a, a larger category, maybe. Um, didn't Three Billboards have two last year? Or was slick to get two? I can't remember if Harrison got one or not. But no, he didn't get it. No, I think I think it, it was, was predicted that he was going. Yeah, to, yeah but he didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. we shall move on to best animated feature, uh, which I think this was <clears throat> this was the most obvious one of the entire night, wasn't yeah. it? Into the Spider Verse, uh, Ralph breaks the internet, Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs, which I'm sure came out about five years <laughs> ago now. They're all great. Yeah, oh. but they don't do anything like Into the Spider. Oh, Into the Spider Verse, I think is one of the best. It's easily the best animated film James I think I've ever seen. like it as much as everybody else does. I that's, really, a, that's, that's okay. I really like it. It's just yeah. not quite in the five-star greatest yeah. film ever kind of I hyperbole. Thought, I thought 
coming out the cinema immediately, I thought it was the best animated mm-hmm. film I've ever seen. I don't think that now. Okay. I certainly think it's in the top <clears throat> two or three. But when I came out initially, I was like, that has done things in animated yeah. films never done for me before. Mm-hmm. The, way it brings, Which is why the way it brings the concept of comic book adaptations yeah. to life on screen is just is excellent. I thought the performances were all really good. The story was really good. Um, it's a shame it's not that- a takeaway. I've got to say, it's not a takeaway from uh, Incredibles 2, which I thought they did a really good job with. Ralph Briggs sitting there was... Fine, very good. Isle of Dogs, I thought, was absolutely yeah, lovely. lovely. God, it got, got me in every it's, part of my heart. It is a proper that. shame that that is nominated this year and has to go up against the big heavyweights of yeah. Disney Pixar. Oh, <clears> comfortably, it could have won another year. is unbelievable. Like, Leica should win every time they make a film. Um, and and so should Wes Anderson when he makes stop-motion films mm-hmm. because it's it's a craft that, like, mm-hmm. the, what goes into it is unbelievable. I have to admit, though, I honestly did think Isle of Dogs came out about <laughs> three or four years ago. It came out very early in the year, didn't it? It, was like it must have been January or something. I think it was like February, March. Uh, maybe. It, it does it's not right. feel like a year ago I watched that film. It feels like, yeah. ab- it feels like a different lifetime. Dog now. years, isn't it? Yes, there's his dog, yes! yes! <laughs> right, best live action short. You told me to bin the shorts, but I forgot to bin this one. Uh, we had Entertainment, Flav, Margaret, Mother and Skin one. Yeah. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on any of those? Correct. Me neither. Best visual effects. What you've done is you've cut the wrong shot. The best animated shot we could talk about because it's Bow by Pixar, which is lovely, which is absolutely beautiful. By the little dumpling, isn't it? Yes. Made me hungry. Go on then. That's really good, and I really deserved it. So there you go. Oh, absolutely tragedy! I've cut that from the list. (laughs) What insight we missed out on? Best visual effects. Now, again, I got this one wrong. I thought they'd give it to Infinity War just to give Infinity War something. Yeah, I thought they'd give it to Infinity War too. I um, thought Infinity War deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I thought, yeah. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Again, CGI, I thought for all the problems with Solo, I thought it did look very good. I thought the um, the space scenes in particular mm-hmm. were very good. The way the the Kessel Run scene in particular, I thought, was, was worthy of note. Ready Player One was effectively just Steven Spielberg masturbating into a washing machine for three hours and a half to never get back. I really back. love that. And Christopher Robin, visual effects are so understated in that. In fact, I would actually go so far as to say that Christopher Robin is the only film there where you forget the visual effects of visual effects, which is the whole measurement of visual oh, effects. Only if you accept that teddy bears are real, Adam. Yes, but it makes you do that. It doesn't It doesn't okay. feel... I thought I was going to break something No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like the teddy bear... Look... I watched Infinity War. I was like, oh, this is impressive. I didn't think Titan was real or that no. Thanos really looked like that. But you thought Winnie the Pooh was real? For a few seconds, yes. Okay. I was able to spend That's my right. disbelief considerably further, which I think is the measurement IMHO it is, of visual effects. It is effect. a good point, yeah. Uh, first Man one, though. Yeah. Um, they didn't go to the moon, so it's fair enough that they made yeah, it like, I th- impressive. I think and they didn't fire any rockets. A, lo- a lot of First Man's effects are more subtle than, say, Infinity War, which is it's quite interesting to see they've gone for that. Mm. Um... Marvel, the MCU anyway, has never won a visual effects Oscar. Is that right? Uh, it's I think never it was, won an Oscar until today. I think it was Spider-Man 2, the last superhero movie to win visual effects. So Is it just a, the Academy just don't tend to like them? I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. It's popcorn movies, isn't it? They, don't, they just don't... But no. even then, it's visual effects. I've been, wanting to ask, I've been wanting to ask Give this. it to those films. The most, most popular film thing yeah. that they came up with last year. Why have they been that off? Because it's an awful idea. Yeah, but... A lot of a lot of things we've discussed have been awful. We're going to get the best picture later <laughs> on when we talk about awful ideas. Why is this it's, awful idea being considered too awful? It's because it suggests that a film can't be best and popular at the same time. Yeah. Is the issue with it? It makes it's like here's a one for the idiots. Mm-hmm. All of the good film fans leave the room while we're yeah. to the idiots. Basically, you could have overlapping nominations in that. I think it would have been fine because it would have it would have let something win that 
um, isn't ever going to win best film. But it's too much. It's too obvious that that's why they're doing it. What would have won this year? Avengers. I think Black Panther would have won. Black Panther. Yeah. <clears throat> They really, really like the Academy. Obviously, has been saying, in amongst all of this maelstrom of making the worst decisions ever in the run up to it, and then going, no, I didn't say <laughs> that. It's fine. We're testing it. It was A B. Like when Instagram were like, yeah, we're going to go left to right from now on. Oh, somebody did that by accident. Um, the Academy basically did that all the way up to the ceremony. Um, I forgot. I completely forgot what I was saying. Good. Yep. It was what was it? bad <laughs> decisions. It was about bad decisions. Black Panther. Popular yes, film. yes, exactly. So they're trying to say, I'm back on course, I'm back on course. They have been saying in that whole process as well that they're trying to do things better and be more progressive. And it's like some of the nominations clearly state that. And for Black Panther to win would have been an ideal win for them. Mm. So they invented a category in order for that to happen and then had to pull that back. What did win last year? What? The popular film. It didn't, it didn't exist. So it, only kicked, it, was only, <coughs> it literally was only this year. And the, never happened. They create. They were going to create this for Black Panther. The same way they expanded the Best Picture pool the year after the Dark Knight controversy. Yeah, because Dark Knight didn't get a nomination. Everyone kicked off. They're like, right, we'll have the ten. This year it was. And everybody kicked off about that as well. Yeah, it's uh, too easy now. They can't please anyone, basically. Yeah. But well, I mean, that's just true in general, isn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, we're happy enough with First Man winning the visual effect, though, even though it wasn't what we would have gone for. Um, you've made a very powerful case for Christopher Robin. <laughs> It's understated. It's just... The, it is. I didn't think that bear wasn't real. I mean, if you're going like that route, Pint and Two should have been nominated and won literally every award going. Yes. But I've never... Um, you're not I've, wrong, to be fair. No. Paddington Two was just brilliant. At some point, Paddington will win an Oscar, like Leo DiCaprio did. In, like, Paddington 10, <laughs> you'll, get a, you'll get a career recognition. <laughs> in, in Infinity, the point about Infinity War is I've never seen anything like the decimation scene on anything. Like, I've, ne- I've never seen I, th- I genuinely think the last hour of that is the best... It's the best hour of action cinema I've ever seen. Certainly CGI heavy. And I think it deserved some kind of recognition. Of course, we're all on the payroll for Marvel. I remember of course. I was yeah. watching the Flat Earth thing Everyone's on Netflix on last before. night. And it genuinely it reminded me, like, half of this, God, do you remember when all those DC fans were like, oh, yeah, but you've got to remember what culture are literally on Marvel's payroll. <laughs> Which, hey, big payday coming up in April then, aren't we? Oh. Yeah. To say that's good. I'm March. I'm March. Yeah, next two months. <laughs> God, hey, Papa needs a new pair of shoes. That'll be. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Best original screenplay. Here we go. Right, The Favourite didn't win. Roma didn't win. Vice didn't win. First Reform didn't win. Green Book won. It did. (laughs) How do we feel about that? First of all, I will just say, because obviously there's a lot of stuff in the sort of hanging in the air about Green Book. Certainly, um, Spike Lee said, you know, he was not really too yeah. wild on it. Um, what do you think of it as a film, first and foremost, putting all the politics aside? I think it's an okay film. I think it's very easy to watch. Mm-hmm. It's got a very easy charm to it. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. It's Everything with it is very surface level. So it exists in the exact <clears> same <throat> bubble as The Blind Side, like I, I said before the podcast to me, in that it's watchable. I would even say it's good more than okay. Um, But it doesn't deserve... I don't even think it deserves to be nominated in any of the things that it's been nominated in, to be honest. I think the screenplay is a a bit of a feat because of who wrote it, Mm -hmm. which is not to cast any aspersions on him, but it's the son of Tony Lip. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, who himself was in Goodfellas. As you a, can't make the joke. I understand it. As a, as a low-level um, hood, basically, mm-hmm. and he apparently doesn't deserve a lot of the the crap that he's getting about it because he actually like spoke to both of them and they told the story of their road trip. They were the only two there, and the, the, the family are now saying that that's not the, the true story, but they weren't there. He's like, well, well, I know the truth. You both said that it's fine, it's, you know, it's a reason, it's a, it's a good film at best. Um, it's got, I'm going to have a quick scan there, six, five, six, seven nominations. What about it has struck a chord with the Academy? I think it's... Because they're all old white men. Yeah. It, I, I don't want to get like, too controversial about it, but it is very... It's very oscar baity. It's very... It's kind of the film that's like you'll hear it's feel good and mm-hmm. it's designed to make the Academy voters feel good about racism, basically. It gives and them sort of what do they sort of see it as like, well if we give It's reparations, it's it's creative reparations, basically. Interesting. Um But the favourite of first reformed should have won screenplay. For me. Because? I just think they've got the most invention there. Um I think especially the favourite you see like how weird it is and how bizarre and um, interactions between the characters, that all drips off the page. I've got to yeah. say, I really liked, I've been telling a lot of people to go see The <clears throat> Favourite. I wouldn't, it's one of those films where if you ask me to tell you, ask me how good it is, mm-hmm. I would be profuse in my praise. If you ask me how much I enjoyed it, I'd be like, whoa, it was, <laughs> was alright, I guess. Like, I recognised it was a much better film than how I how into it I was. <laughs> there were parts where I was just like, this is, going on a bit, but all the time I was like, this is genuinely like nothing I've ever seen at the same time. Um, it's a film where you notice the screenplay because of yeah. the, the, some of the dialogue in it is, and some of the ideas, like mm-hmm. the duck racing. The duck it's racing is yeah. excellent. The duck racing is excellent. And, and like, Green Book's a lot more obvious, and Green Book leaves out a lot of stuff, like from the broader broader story, the, the cultural moment and things like that, um, which is not, it's, it's not to be applauded to me whereas like weirdness I'll always mm-hmm. think is a better thing in the screenplay we'll come back to this uh, in due course but we want the best adapted screenplay now which <clears throat> again I thought this would be if, I've got all of these predictions wrong I think mm-hmm. I thought it would be if Beale Street could talk okay 
But uh, it was Black Klansman. Spike Lee got an Oscar for that. How do we feel about Spike that? Spike Lee deserves an Oscar. He probably should have won it. His first one, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, Do the Right Thing was his best adapted screenplay Oscar. Mm-hmm. He should have won that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not an unworthy winner. I think Star is Born is a pretty good adap- adaptation. Technically, what, te- I was going to say, technically, times. what is a Star is Born adapting? Is it the film before it, the film before that, or the original? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess the, it's the, film, I guess the original. Do you think that yeah. has to factor in? If you're doing a film that's effectively been done two mm-hmm. or three times before, obviously, do you have that as source material as much yeah. as you've got the original source material? Does that factor in to an adaptation for you, or is it just like... It, do, it does for me, because Bradley Cooper wasn't just adapting something, he was unadapting it as well, so he had to make it so that it was different to every other yeah. version that exists, and put his own spin on it. That's a very good Which point. Which he does. Should it have won for that? It's a... Uh, maybe. It's a maybe. <laughs> can can I, you need, I, need a bit more I than that? I'm, I'm not always Spike Lee's biggest fan. His films are great, <clears> but he, he's, he's a bit... Much sometimes. <laughs> a bit much. Um, I've, got to, I've got to admit, knowing you as I do, the few people I think you get on worse with than someone like Spike Lee. Yeah. He'd exhaust you within yeah. about 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah. You, on the other hand, mm-hmm. you I don't know, actually. Did you did you like Black Clansman? I thought it was great, yeah. Um, I thought that or Beale Street, I think, were the two most deserving in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way Spike Lee kind of takes that story and injects his humour into it without trading on how powerful and shocking it is um, is why he deserved screenplay. We shall move on to best original score. And again, do you know what I have for this? <clears throat> I had Mary Poppins for this. Really? I did, yes, but Black Panther has won that as well. Mm-hmm. The music doesn't... Re- the, the score doesn't really stand out for me when I think back on that film. If you compare it to other MCU films, it's got much more personality. Yeah. Because of, like, it it adopts African identity mm-hmm. much more than... Oh, don't get me wrong. I get why this is won. I think it's mm-hmm. probably brought in... It's probably done the most with the music it ha- <clears throat> it's got. But I, I think Isle of Dogs is a better score. I think Isle of Dogs is a lovely score. It's the only one of those, the ones that are nominated, that I would sit and listen to on Spotify because I do that with scores sometimes. I agree with you, but we know James does listen to the Mary Poppins soundtrack. I do. I, I, <laughs> I, Soundtrack-wise, I love Mary Poppins Returns. I don't think the score in Mary Poppins I don't think the score is, is exceptional. Um, I think Isle of Dogs is lovely because yeah, Alexander yeah. Desplat is it's amazing. always yeah. lovely. He's never ever um, for me, it was Beale, if Beelsford could talk, that was the one where I felt the music really coalesced with what we were seeing on screen mm-hmm. and really like ele- <laughs> cool, um, really elevated the scenes around it and really spoke to, like the sense of love that we were seeing the sense of beauty but also knew when to like blend in with the ugliness of the mm-hmm. film um, yeah I thought it was incredible really really great let's have the most <coughs> fun we're going to have before we do the really hard ones you're going right? to make us sing shallow aren't you best I am going to make you both sing shallow yes best <sighs> original song now don't worry I have no doubt whatsoever that your rendition of it will not flag up any copyright infringement so off you go no it's for them come no, on do we have, have to go get really come close on. like uh, no no come on no. no that's not how it goes James start them off tell me something <laughs> girl no what do you mean girl I'm not because I'll have to sing the chorus and it's very high so do it for them no you know this problem is he's tired of living in this modern world hey. oh, yeah. um, I'm just going to start by saying anybody anybody who watched that performance of them two oh there no 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 and um, thinks that they are you're being, you're being worked mate is, it, is this your fr- is this um, Joey's thing it is I friends? literally said this to Josh Brown around the corner before I was like look at the chemistry there yeah. they've done nothing 
they're, look, but they're actors. If they would, if they were doing the dirty behind everybody's back, surely they would act to have no chemistry. Ah, but Joey's theory didn't work out, and that's what cost Chandler his no, relationship. No, no, no. Joey's theory was actually fine. Just jo- Chandler freaked out. Joey's a made-up character. But they're all—they're <laughs> all made-up characters. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is not a made-up character. Bradley Cooper is a made-up character. Is—is uh, it the best original song out of the nomination? It was always going to win. Do so you want uh, to sing the place where lost things? Go? I don't want to sing it, but I did. But you will. <laughs> I'm not going to. Go on. No. Oh, you sang yeah, a bit of shallow. The one from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is, is a pretty good song. I remember thinking that was the most. No, because I can't remember it. But I just remember it being, I think that film isn't as good as a lot of people think it is. I say it is. That was the most fun I had in it, was that song. That song. Yeah. Do you think it's the song stands out because of the rest of the film as I opposed so. to being a good song? I think so, yeah. I think this is one of those where that shallow was the only song that I've heard yeah. out away from there's always like every year there's always a it's song the, that comes out of a film it's the most Oscars of all of those songs yeah I think all of, all the stars is a very very good song I just don't think it's very academy and mm-hmm. I heard that much more than I heard Shallow because mm-hmm. it was on the radio all the time mm-hmm. and I listened to it but I don't think they take into account how many times I listen to things on Spotify which they probably don't well, actually that's a point but best original song I mean I'm, I presume they're at the stage now where they don't factor in box office mm-hmm. figures when Factoring in best picture, but does that have maybe anything to do? It used to. You, if you released something, it wasn't allowed to be included because Peter Gabriel's um, song from Wally was released as a song and didn't count. Wasn't allowed to be included. Yeah, up until They're not mad. even that long ago. They're Any, mad. Anything that was released in, as a as a chart song. That makes me. We're happy enough. It? We're happy enough with shallow. Yeah. yeah. There's four categories left that we're going to have to spend quite a bit of time on. So. <laughs> Eager to move on. Rami Malek, best actor for Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, all I'll say about this before letting you two just get into it is that Christian Bale, I don't think, put that much effort into transforming his body <laughs> for Vice, assuming he wouldn't get an Oscar yeah. for it. And I would imagine that when he saw Bohemian Rhapsody, he was probably relatively confident that it was going to be his year. Rami Malek changed his body quite a lot as well. He lost a lot of weight. Mm. He wore some fake teeth. And he wore some teeth and could still talk, which is impressive. Be- so between him, Christian Bale, Viggo Mortensen, Bradley Cooper, and Willem Dafoe, where does Rami Malek rank out of those five for his performance? Is it number one? Was is he should it should, is this the right decision, basically? Third for me. Third behind? Uh Willem Dafoe and Bradley Cooper. Why? Uh well Defoe mostly because I think we've got four nominees there who are playing real people mm-hmm. and Defoe's was the only one where I felt he really got into the psyche of that person. Um, he really captured like how tortured Van Gogh was. Uh, so that's why I thought he should win. Simon? For me, it's all about context again. So everybody else on that list has done something of note in terms of Oscars mm-hmm. and is genuinely, generally good. Mm-hmm. Viggo Mortensen's a really good actor. When I'm Defoe, you watch him you never ever think he's not very good in this, even if he's in absolutely terrible mm-hmm. films. In Aquaman, it's still like, oh, there's Willem Dafoe. This film is much better now because he's mm-hmm. in it. I, I like that film. Please don't fit <laughs> in the comments. Um, Christian Bale, he's, if, he's in, if he's in a film, he's in the Oscar running. Yep. But Rami Malek is not all that good in anything else. I mean, he's all right in Mr. Robot. He's I, great I, in Mr. Robot. He's great. So. Is but it a Pacific or Band of Brothers he's in? Uh, the Pacific is excellent yeah, in that. I think he's alright in it I really love those programmes and I, I don't think he's all that good in it but I mean, I mean in terms of his film work 
this is like, it's so profoundly transformative, not just because it's him being Freddie Mercury and being quite convincing. Mm -hmm. It's him not being other Rami Malek characters. I think that's a little unfair though, because he's only like, he hasn't done that many films where he's got this no, kind of true. attention. But I just think it's, it's much more different than all of the other ones are. Is that, why he's, is that why he's won? I think it probably is, yeah. James? Um, not totally agree with Simon say. I think he's won because people like, because it was a transformative role mm -hmm. in a popular film. Yeah. Um, the, the Oscars love a real life person and a performance where it's completely different. So like Eddie Redmayne, yeah. for instance. Everybody like now pounces on that pounces on that um, performance as being one of those, oh, well, he shouldn't have won an Oscar because it's too obvious. But it's it's the Oscars. They're going to do what the Oscars are going to do. Except in the next category we're going to yes. talk about. Yes, can we, talk, can, yes. We, can we want to Olivia Coleman, please? Olivia Coleman won Best Actress. Yes. And somehow this made it not feel like a Monday when I came in today. Yeah. Yeah. Sophie somehow, from Peep Show. I don't know if you can see this, right? But it's February, but it looks like June. Yeah. Because Olivia Coleman, Olivia Coleman has run it. Have you heard they've cancelled Brexit? <laughs> because Olivia Coleman's won an Oscar. Um, just, I mean, all joy, joy, joy in my heart aside. Um, Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, Melissa McCarthy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it wrong. I've done it wrong every single time yep. I've had to say a name. Yelitsa Aparicio. Good enough for me. Thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah, did she was she deserving of that Oscar? Now I know like her performance is definitely <clears throat> Oscar worthy, but in the context of the rest of the field, was she the right choice? The nomination for Yelitsa is like the story behind that suggests that she probably should have won it because she's a school teacher who was picked out of nowhere. And then does that performance. Yeah. Which is yeah. like... But then, to a certain extent, that could be because Alfonso Cuaron is such a good director and he said, do this. Mm. Because he didn't give them a script or anything. He was like, say these lines like this. And she just did. Which, to a certain extent, is the good, the best and mm -hmm. not worst, but the thing that takes it away. Mm. Um, I think Olivia Coleman is absolutely brilliant in The Favourite. So do and I. And I think she's, she's also absolutely brilliant in absolutely everything she's in. She's one of the most charismatic, watchable actors, even when she's playing, like, horrible roles. Mm -hmm. She's great. Um, I think Melissa McCarthy <coughs> is slightly hard, harsh done to because of the context of her performances elsewhere. Like, if you watch Life of the Party, which came out the same year as this, it's like, how is that the same actor? Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Um, and I think it's it's a terrible shame that Glenn Close hasn't won but also the Academy loves these stories don't they the Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio thing where he hadn't won for ages was like that was one of their marketable strategies is Leo going to win Glenn yeah. Close not winning seven Oscars in a row is like another one of these they have to have some sort of drama about their mm -hmm. Sophie from Peep Show beating Glenn Close yeah, to a seventh exactly, Oscar yeah. James um, yeah I love your column was my pick I thought, I thought Glenn Close was going to win um, I think that would have been deserved. Uh, she was great yeah. in the wife. Uh, I think Gargar's great. But I thought Gargar would win. But uh, Coleman just. <laughs> but okay. I think Coleman just does so much more. Um, the way she's like very over the top and weird and wacky. But there's it's three also or four like, very separate performances in that yeah, film like for me as well. There's like real like tragedy underneath mm -hmm. all of that. I think it's quite subtle, almost in a very unsubtle performance. Otherwise. Um, Although the first bit with the rabbits really catches yeah. you off guard because the way she's played the film pretty much up until that mm -hmm. point, she's just <clears throat> mad. Yeah. She's eccentric. She's off the wall. And then there's that bit with the rabbits and you're like, oh, wh wow. Yeah. And it's 
about 10 times more impactful purely because you just do not expect it from mm-hmm. the, the performance you've had up to that point. And then again, when her health starts leaving towards later later in the film and she becomes very serious and sort of grows up a bit, I mm-hmm. think, it's genuinely one of the best performances I think I've ever seen in a film. So I'm delighted she's a delighted she won. But I did think Gaga would win purely if, because no. of Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah, I don't think she was all that good, to be honest. I, I just don't... I don't is this the joke? I, no, we're sti- <laughs> I don't still think, I don't think I've got loads of jokes for this this podcast. I, I you said when we get to Glenn Close, you were going to do one. I know, but you've, you've derailed us. Like oh, come on, Darren. Think... Was it going to be Ask You Kim Close? No, it was. No, it was going to be about. Um, it was just what I said before about her having to wait. I was going to say in like ten years she'll wrestle a bear like Leonardo DiCaprio did. And it's not that funny. It's not that funny. I'll hold my hands up. So best anyway, director. <laughs> anyway, Lady Gaga, the reason why I don't think it's all that good is because I don't... The chemistry between them on stage last night was a billion times more than anything that's in the film. I don't Interesting. S- I, I don't see the chemistry. Even when they're literally naked on top of each other in the bath, it's like, do you two know each other that well? <laughs> Speaks a lot about some of the experiences you've had in life, I think. Yeah. Mm. When people get in the bath with me, I'll make sure I I've, I've been in the room and Simon's had a bath Are you going to well. say I've been in the, I've been <laughs> in the bath with him? <laughs> I've, I've been close. Uh, that was the angriest, Glenn Close. That was yeah, the yeah. angriest he's ever been at me ever. It was a backstory for you. He was in the bath for an hour. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I fell asleep. Sorry. So, we're going to have to really skip through Best Director, but I'm, yeah. I'm worth it for the time. You were in the bath for an hour? We went to a screening if not of more. film. And I no, don't, don't, don't give me any context. But he didn't knock on the door or anything. He well, just like, stood outside. I was trying to be polite because I was like, I've never shared a room with this guy before. And I didn't want to like interrupt him, but and I was like, you know, I really need I was, like, I was, a wee and I really need to get showered. Um, I didn't tell me. Fell asleep. Was it in the asleep. morning? Yeah. No, it was the afternoon. It wasn't. In a bath in the afternoon. I thought it was before we went to the screen. Well, I don't no, know. Right, boys, boys I'm sorry. We're, gonna have to, we're just going to have to move on then here. We'll, we'll talk donuts. about this later. Alfonso. Our yeah. man Alfonso won Best Director. And you said there's probably a reason for this because of the performances he's got out of everybody given it wasn't really a scripted film. Yeah. But I'm going to go to James, just first of all, because you have raved quite a lot about this film mm-hmm. to me. Is is he, is he the worthy winner of this? Absolutely. I think Alfonso Cuaron is incredible. He's an amazing director. Everything he does is great and a great feat of direction. Mm-hmm. And Roma is one of his best to date. Is it a typical Oscar-winning direction because that the one thing that perhaps dissuaded me from the idea that he would win mm-hmm. is that it is arguably the best directorial performance we've seen of all the of all the candidates mm-hmm. but in arguably the least sort of oscar film yeah i think because it's black and white it's foreign language it's netflix like mm-hmm. all of that is going against it and that's something we'll talk about when we get the best picture as well so but Kion's very well liked i think around you know he won a few years ago for Gravity. The Academy, the Academy um, loves Mexican directors at the minute. Yeah, five out of the last Senor, six. Senor yeah. Spielberg. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, Which, Trump must be who, who <laughs> run him closest, do you think? Yorgos, probably, for me. Uh, so Yorgos who? Uh, Lanthimos. Oh, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Test passed. Um, I just I, like to use people's first name. I think <laughs> if anyone was going to upset in this category, it would have been Spike Lee, just as, a kind, just as a kind of, we've ignored you for 30 years. It have it been, all. Here you go. It would have been a career nod. Yeah. It would. Um, but yeah, Quran's there. No chance of Adam McKay for Vice. Absolutely not. Nah, same. I couldn't. I was very surprised to get nominated. It was the du- the direction was the one thing I didn't <clears throat> particularly like about Vice. Although I did like the big short, weirdly. So I'm not really sure what it was that jumped from one to the other for me. Vice. I like the big short a little bit, but it, it bloody loves itself. It does yeah. love itself. And Vice doubles down on that. Yeah. So... 
Right, we're going to do... I think do... Bradley Cooper should have been nominated for that, to be honest. Bradley Cooper should have been nominated. Should have been nominated for Best Director. For Star Wars Bond. Above Adam Kay. Above, above his nomination for Best Actor? No, he can be both. Has anybody ever won both? I don't know. Has anyone, ever been, has anyone ever been nominated? Wells. Did Orson Welles win for Citizen Kane? Maybe. Answers on a postcard for that one. Right, best picture. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> right, I'm just going to go through the nominations and I would like a word or two, maximum three, mm-hmm. for what you thought about these films. Okay? Black Panther. Very good. Um, pretty good. Wakanda Forever. I think, Black Clansman. I think pretty good is better than pretty Very good. Uh, I'm, all, all of these are going to be very good because of your three word <laughs> what is this film Black Clansman um, great really powerful, um, powerful yeah. that ending has way not... over the word limit sorry getting <laughs> <laughs> played off here we'll come back Bohemian Rhapsody um, had good songs entertaining fluff not all that uh, the favourite just great not my favourite <laughs> yep uh, Roma is amazing should have won. A Star is Born. He weed himself. <laughs> Simon? I thought, was, I thought it was good. Vice? I thought it was okay. Um, condescending, smug, Adam McKay can do one. Green Book? I don't think he can count. Green Book? Uh, not even worth a nomination. Wow, really? Not in best film. I mean, uh, it is because of the Academy, because they love that sort of thing, um, but not for me. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Lazy Racial Apologies. Oh, interesting. So why, out of all of those, <clears throat> it's certainly not being the one that either of you spoke particularly highly of, why is that one, beyond merely just being the Academy? You, you look at those, those lists, uh, that list, and because of the way the votes are, mm-hmm. this popular vote nonsense, which t- I'll take a podcast to... Yeah, the preferential system. If there's Mm. a divisive film, it drops out immediately Mm -hmm. because they won't do it. Um, So what has dropped out? Black Klansman would have immediately. Uh, Roma would have been out straight away. Uh, Probably Bohemian Rhapsody as well, I would think. Um, The ones that that look the most like how the Oscars have been voted for in the past Mm -hmm. will always be the ones that are like the top, the semi-finalists, let's call them. Mm And this one fits in with things like Crash and The Blind Side and things that have those sort of messages, even Forrest Gump. Now, Crash was getting shot on hard in the office this afternoon is a good example of all this, as being just pure Oscar bait. Is that necessarily a terrible quality for a film to have? I think a film should aspire to be more than just going for awards. And I think there is a difference between films that do that, like, say, Extremely Live and Incredibly Close, a film made just to appeal to what the Oscar vote is like, and films that maybe fit in with that but have more to them. Green Book, I think, treads the line of it. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think they need to do more. For all the fact that the Academy think that's, like, a transgressive, progressive film, mm-hmm. it is the safest one out of probably the entire lot. Why were a lot of people <coughs> saying Bohemian Rhapsody could, could take it? Um, I think that went through the night as well, because it wasn't... Film editing, which often, not so much in recent years, but that always used to be like a bellwether for winning Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's quite a popular film. So again, if they're looking to do, to award a popular film, that was up there, same with Black, Hans- um, Black Panther. It fits in with um, 
the model for voting for things like um, Theory of Everything, um, The Danish Girl, um, anything where there's a lead character who overcomes something massive in mm-hmm. terms of hot button topics, let's call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Academy will go for that immediately, basically. So that's probably why it was it was up there. It's not in any <coughs> way My, anything close to the best film. I was going to say, is there any argument that can be made whatsoever that it is the best picture? What, Green Book? Yes. Oh. I mean, other than it going, here is my Oscar for best picture. Is <laughs> um, there any argument to say it's the best film out of those? Not for me. No. I think this is a very weak year. Um, if, you, if you could mentally mentally extrapolate, what, what argument could someone make if they really tried? Is there even it's, one? It's, it feels good. And it's yeah. fairly entertaining in a really casual sort of, it doesn't tax you, even though it pretends that it's going to. And the Academy will be like, oh, this is very important filmmaking. It's like my presenting style is film, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like, it tackles a serious subject in quite a light way. And that means it's very easy for Academy voters to go, well, that's the one that tackles the problem in the way that we can relate to, we can back, we feel good about. Um, which is why it shouldn't Al- have won. Almost but. sounds like you're desi- describing slacktivism there. Sort of. The, con- the concept of doing a really half-arsed effort at addressing serious mm-hmm. issues just to purely make yourself feel better that you've addressed them Yeah. without ever actually doing it. I don't think it's a terribly terribly made film. I don't think it's... I know I called it lazy before. I don't think it's all that lazy. <clears throat> it's just... It's not the film that it should have been. Mm-hmm. And it's not that... If the Academy were rewarding the film for what everybody says they're rewarding it for, other than it being like feel-good film it should have been a completely different film and probably Spike Lee should have made it <laughs> James any thoughts um, yeah I think there's been a lot of backlash to Green Book before this and I think Academy voters will have kind of voted for it because of that almost in a sense of people are saying oh you can't vote for Green Book it's you know it doesn't handle its racial politics very well and the old white men of the Academy which is still predominantly their voter base yeah. are going you can't tell me what to do or what to think. I'm going to vote for Green Book. Who, would, who should have won? Roma. Yeah. Both agree on Roma. <clears throat> Interesting. Roma, for me, is the only film out of the field this year, out of the best picture field, that I would say is a genuine like masterpiece. That I look at it and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. The favourite is pretty close for me as well. Uh, Roma, Roma wins. I like the favorite. I didn't think it was a best I re- picture. I really level. liked it. I really like it. I really liked there's, it. On, there's probably only a handful of films from this whole year that I will even talk about in a couple yeah. of years' time. I was going to say, has it been a particularly strong year for you in terms of like every category, like the performances, the direction, the films? Because there's nothing, there's nothing I'm really looking at <clears throat> on any of these sheets. Going, do you know what? Five or ten years, we're still going to be talking about that film. I mean, I'm still going to be talking about the fact that Olivia Colman won, yeah. won an Oscar, but that's purely because I grew up watching Peep Show. And that speech was just... Yeah. Oh, even um, if she didn't deserve it, if she'd won and then done that speech, she would deserve it. Yeah. Because of the speech. Uh, in terms of films that I think we'll remember, I think, for me, Roma, First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, Spider-Verse. Beyond that, not a lot. I think, I think it's quite a... Black Clansman. I had the um, favourite to that. I had Free Solo to that. Documentaries are don't count because people just don't like. And there's like a handful of documentaries that have ever existed where people are like, you should go and watch this yeah. immediately. They looked at very King of Kong. King of Kong. King of Kong. Excellent. Right. Uh, final award that we're going to dish out, James. The Oscar for James's favorite film this year goes to 
Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> and Simon, the Oscar for Simon's favourite film, The Share, goes to? Love, Simon, which should have been up for a writing award. You made that about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that? I've heard I that. It's, it's, a, it's a really great I film. Oh, right, okay. But Simon loves that film more than he should because, because it has Simon in the title. It is. It's a four, four and a half star film. You give it an extra star because it has Simon in the title. Five and a half star five <laughs> because it's got Simon in the title. Well, yeah. Well, on that note, um, overall, my favourite film of the year. I don't actually have one. Well, come on. I don't. I, maybe oh, Isla, Isla, Isla Dogs made me feel happier than any other films made me okay. feel, and Into the Spider Verse made me feel younger <clears throat> than any other films made me feel. Into the Spider Verse, I think, is second or third for me. I'm um, going to go Into the Spider Verse. Infinity Wars up there as well. Into the Spider Verse, yeah, Infinity, Infinity War as well. But just you know, for me, films are about what they make you feel. And how, how long that feeling lasts. All right, then definitely Infinity War, because I'm still not over parts of that film. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us on this Oscars roundup. Let us know your thoughts on all the awards, what missed out, what should have won in the comments below. Of course, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. In the meantime, though, thank you so much for watching. This has been Simon. Say goodbye, Simon. Goodbye, Simon. Where can they get you on Twitter, Simon? Uh, at Cy Gallagher. And James? Um, at James Hunt 182. And also say bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, bye. bye. This is we did the hello. Goodbye. 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 